I'm sorry. I've been I've been thinking a lot about where you cut this movie together, and that is a perfect area. I'm guessing you're on a computer that you did some of the editing on. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I've been fantasizing about uh, you working on this movie for a while now. I just oh, wanted to start off the conversation. <laughs> awesome. So nice to meet you. I'm Russell. Hey, guys. Uh, Clark. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet y'all. I'm Kimberton. I'm Travis, yeah. Are y'all in, where are y'all, San Francisco, LA, New Orleans? What's the location? What? Yeah, San Francisco, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we're right outside of it. We're in um, San Bruno. Or if you want to pretend you're a thug, you call it San Boo Boo. Okay. Never heard that in my life. <laughs> I, I waited tables out here. All the hard people thought referred to it as San Boo Boo. Okay. Yeah. That's my speed, so that's what I'll do. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I worked at a Friday's and we had a record for three months. Every night there was a fight at the bar. Wow. Do you have yeah. to break up the fight or you know, back then it was his different- favorite thing to do. <laughs> that's why I worked there. You know what? That was the only team building <laughs> that they could afford <laughs> at that job. So it, there were times where a basketball team would come in, and I mean like fifth grader basketball. But team. it would be supervised by your HR department <laughs> so that you guys could get no the appropriate credit. Uh, their coaches walked out on a two grand bill, and we had a manager getting backed up over uh, by a car that went to court. So it was there was a lot of fisticuffs in that TJ. Wow. <laughs> You know what the worst is, too? She showed up at 5 a.m. in court to, like, fight this case. And then somebody showed up, a representative from Friday's, and they're like, we're dropping it. Did you work at Jerry Springer's For restaurant? A minute, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, wow. you know you know how they fixed it? They hired one of the most, like, immobile-looking security guards you could ever imagine. They're cheaper. Him just standing at the door completely ended it. Sure. Just the, the illusion of discipline. It just yeah. popped. Yeah. So Sam yeah. Boo is not that hard. Okay. They don't mention that in the commercials. I've never seen fights <laughs> and stuff. They and don't. I actually might go there more if they did. Yeah. Let's just watch the show. So that Friday's unfortunately is gone. The owner had uh, three buildings in the chain out here. They all shut overnight without letting anybody know. And the $10,000 chandelier that was like kitschy garbage vanished with them. So people mm-hmm. were like, so we showed up, they give us a Red Bull and a slider. And they're like, hey, good working with you. <laughs> That's the severance. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's more than I got anywhere else. Nice. So, uh, yeah. But enough about me. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm, I'd like to hear more about yeah. you, actually. <laughs> so here's the thing. I've been excited to talk to you all for a while. Uh, again, we, uh, we work with the Unnamed Footage Festival. We're uh, co-founders. So... When your film showed up on our radar, which we had a little spy in Cine Family who told us, like, dude, there's this movie, Chad Gets the Axe, and I want to give them a waiver. This shit is, like, right up our alley. And, um, you know, ever since then, I've wondered who the hell made this movie. Because you did a perfect job of capturing live stream and cinema. And I've been doing, man, I've been trying to make money editing like social media stuff, like reels and looking at YouTube editing. And they're so different in a way that you would only understand if you took it seriously, where in the world that we live in of like film fans, like our engineer here, we were telling him, Hey man, there's good shit on YouTube. You should watch it. And he's like, nah, fuck y'all. I only watch a criterion channel and we get a lot of that, but it's so different. And now that I've been looking at it, 
man, you all really like you blended the styles perfectly. And I'm just excited to figure out who the hell decided to make a movie like this. And um, I'm glad you guys had some time for us. No, for sure. We're excited. And, um, you know, I've heard great things about that festival. It was actually on our radar when we were making it. I'm like, okay, this seems like like this literally is like found footage. So this could be cool for that. And then unfortunately I fucking got, um, got COVID the week before the festival um, and was in the hospital for two days. So it's, it's not just a cold. If you're curious. Oh, and man. so I was not able to make it the next weekend, but uh, I heard it played well. And so I was super excited to get yeah. it. But um, yeah. So the movie uh, we have, a it's based on a short. So that was back in, you know, I think 2018, 19. Um, there was a certain uh, YouTube personality who thought it'd be, appropriate to film a dead body and um that kind of uh inspired the short and um we did that and it, it did did pretty well and so it was like figuring out how to kind of adapt that into a feature and keep it interesting and it's like you know how do you do Blair Wood Witch in like 2022 you know and yeah. I think that was with like influencers to me that's that seemed where things were going and um you know, to me, it's, it's with those influencers, it's all about that feedback. So the comments were like super important. And, um, you know, with the short, we weren't quite sure what the short, I wasn't quite sure what I had. Like, I'm like me and Cameron and Mike, the <laughs> were like laughing at, yeah, these comments are funny, but you don't know till a screening, like, Oh, what is this? And, um, at the short, it got some good scares and some good laughs. So that kind of made me feel the freedom for the feature. And uh, Kimberton co-wrote it. We're like, okay, this can be a, uh, this is, we want horror, we want some scary moments, but this can be a comedy too. And that was kind of our, our initial um, idea kind of behind it to, you know, really embrace that, um, you know, influencer live stream concept and go from there. Okay. Now, but hold on. Before we jump in there, I just have to ask, are you a fan? Do you watch live streams? So... Not re- it's it's research. So like I, you don't have to be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I watch them. I, you know what? I know I show speed. Just showed his dong on YouTube, and it was a huge deal. Moist critical just cut his contract with Twitch. I'm up to date. So we could be kindred souls. Yeah, I I watch some. You know, it depends <laughs> on what it is. But to yeah to to kind of get into how they work, like we're both kind of lame, and so we had to go and like start doing research on TikTok and who weren't really members of and just see how people spoke. I mean, we're just kind of like, we felt like we're old lame dudes. So we would be like, okay, that's the jargon they use. This is how it goes. And then we kind of started to incorporate that into what ideas we had. Yeah, Man. it's so weird. My wife's no like, cap, dude. No exactly. Yeah, we, had yeah like, we learned like bet. Yeah, I never heard bet. <laughs> like bet what? Uh, so we we had like a long way to go. I'm glad we did it aside, just because it won't sound super lame um, if someone's dropping those terms. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, and it was you know you're following these people. But what's worse about it too, dude, is it's like when I started looking for something that we would like or late twenties people in their thirties would like, like I'm these influencers, you know, the ages are 19 to 22 of the characters. So I'm having to aim young. So my wife's like, why are you following all these 21 year old like, <laughs> dudes on your TikTok? Like what's going on? I'm like, I'm just trying to, you know, see what the, what the vibe is. But I will say this, our other post-producer, Mike Nicholas is really into Twitch. So he kind of helped with that too. And it's figuring out, you know, like um, 
Twitch, you can kind of, uh, you know, there's the, the reward type thing. Right. And, and, uh, we thought about integrating that, but it seemed like a little too much having like the, you know, like getting the roses or the money, you know, like that, that part of it, we weren't able to kind of work that in as much, but man, you know, it seems like some comments are just savage. Um, but some comments <laughs> yeah. are, are just super yeah. funny, like genuinely funny, even if they're kind of mean too, like they're like, I'm like, Oh, that's really smart. Like that's a funny thing. So you got to kind of work in the blend of, of, uh, I just comments don't really do anything. Well, there's like an internal game going on in a lot of chats where it's almost like a mystery science theater. Like people are all trying to get their own attention. So they all want to have their witty remarks, but it's just a tough thing to do. And you guys did a good job. And do you, do you guys know how many comments you had to make? Like 1300. It, oh, it's okay. bad. Cause it, and I, I, I knew it too. Like we did the short and that's when I realized how bad it was. I was like, Whoa, this isn't gonna, you know, we have to actually, even just for a 13 minute short, it was like, okay, we have to have all these, these comments. And so for the feature, I told Cameron that. And so we wrote, I mean, probably 20 pages of the script was comments and we're like, we're set, no problem. And then we get there and that like was like 20% of the movie. We're like, crap, like, cause it just is yeah. so much. Yeah. I underestimated it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cause I was like, you just have to, t you know, like you don't have to have like a really funny one for it. Just like every, you know, I don't no. know. 10 or so but then like that's the, the ones that weren't really anything were the hard ones and then coming up with usernames too um i had some kind of like you know easter eggs in there and then i just like was running out of steam and like i didn't even realize it until like seeing it on like, the big screen but like i one of them was like my gmail password <laughs> and, so, like i was just like just at that point i was, I was just like entering I'm, like what's in my mind i'm just like typing it down. that was that was Fright Fest. So we did update this, so yeah, you can't take it. But yeah, Fright Fest, I like, I like, um, tap the camera. I'm like, I'm like, is that like your Netflix password? And he's like, it's my password for everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is why he knows it and recognizes it. Yeah. I'm like, that's, whoops. Man, what a different movie. Now, I, I read somewhere that you had been in production for two years on this, and I can totally understand with just editing and generating all that chat. But think if it was two years later that you made this movie. Like, look at the landscape on streaming. Like, on TikTok, you would have had the NPC abomination. And I feel like that would have had to, like, make some sort of an appearance. But then you probably could have used an AI to generate a chat. And I don't know if that would have been better or worse. Oh, don't you come in here with your AI <laughs> bullshit. No, well, you know, then you're not putting your passwords out there. You're like, hey, just generate 1,500 chats and usernames. Yeah. And it would spit out probably some, like, terrible shit. But it would be, it would be easy to just plug it in. Um, Terrible shit's I, my thing, so yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be. Me. Well, you know, one of the main differences about I don't I almost called it cinema, and I felt like Randy would chime in and yell at me. But like watching video online or like a Twitch thing is it's all about authenticity, which y'all nailed with this movie, by the way. Um, what we're mostly looking for is like. Dialogue to not feel scripted for a lot of maybe you don't need improvisation, but like it needs to feel organic. And with the movie about the four like top streamers, it really this movie would have failed if it felt like they were reading prompt cards or a script and um, everything felt organic. And then you pair that with a completely organic chat. And I, I don't know, you know, Spree 
did a good job of a chat. Yeah. And I believe uh, Eugene, we talked to him. He said he did all of it alone. Yeah. And I think that's a trend with most filmmakers. And you can tell it like all of the chat starts to feel like one voice. And that becomes a huge fucking problem. So was it only you two doing the chat? Nobody else? Like, no, we, so we probably, I mean, at the end, we probably did about 80% of it. And I'll, I'll say a couple of things with that 80%. I was very like, very on top of like each person needs their own voice. And like, um, cause Kimberton's hilarious and we write like a bunch of witty stuff, but then I'd be like, cool, but your grammar is too good. Like this guy would be yeah. like some 19 year old, like dropout. And then you would kind of reevaluate. So it's important each, almost each username had a voice and a background. And then on top of that, we did for the last 20%, we kind of crowdsourced a little, sent a very rough cut and we're like, see what you can write. And um, it's not as easy. That's what we learned even from sending it to friends and stuff. Like they would come back with like 20 comments and like one or two would be usable, but that was great. They were able to get a few from different people. And Kimberton had a couple um, writer friends that, you know, you know, helped out that got some good ones. So we did crowdsource maybe, you know, 15 to 20% and just send people a rough cut and be like, just pretend, and you know, the instructions where you can do it in your voice or another voice or just anything you think is interesting. They don't all have to be funny. And so that helped kind of, kind of fill it in. I think so. Yeah. Got to have that riz, dude. Yeah. You know, running, (laughs) running a film fest where we only show in world camera stuff. We, we like to talk to people in the lobby and we really like to generate conversation around like, did this movie need to be in world? And like, I mean, yours, it couldn't exist without it. And one thing that happens is older fans, it's usually an uphill conversation. Like we're trying to convince them of like the medium and kind of its own in, internal value where younger people, they don't really have a problem. It's just, can it hold their attention? And I don't think the Blair Witch can do that anymore, but man, the young kids we had in our crowd, for Chad gets the axe, they were so like sync in sync with the movie. Like there would be dramatic moments or like um, scary, like builds, like we would have suspense on screen, but the chat would make a joke. And these people would like, they'd pivot back and forth from being like, like screaming and then laughing. And it was one of the most like beautiful things I think I've seen. And um, I, I, I'm curious about how you came up with like the metronome style chat. Cause it almost is like a rhythm that it moves where if you watch like a, you know, moist critical or like even like Logan Paul did something, the chat would just be flying and it's almost impossible to read anything. I, I was very big from the beginning, um, both in the short and especially with the feature that even if it's not whatever, a thousand percent realistic, I want to be able to read every comment so just like you know suspension of disbelief yeah. so that was very big on that like if you want to just sit there and what read the comments and the movie's kind of almost like a background to you you can and um yeah i just wanted to keep the speed at a point where you know that you can you can track what the comments are saying and you know and get those when we throw in there's like some d e and f stories if you will going on about pe- yeah. these people are we, we wanted to do more it's just much harder to do than we anticipated, but we have like a conversation, like what's an appropriate spoiler. We have the Gen Z guy who doesn't get any reference at all by the millennial, um, just stuff like that going back and back and forth. And um, yeah, we, we didn't want to do like the ultra speed thing in general with the comments. 
Yeah, and yeah. You, know, you mentioning Blair Witch was interesting, um, just because I remember being so like captivated by it. I yeah. saw it in theaters when I was yeah. in seventh grade, and I was just blown away. But now, I yeah, I just think that would be a much tougher thing to watch. But on the other hand, like I think some older people have trouble. They're not used to watching something and reading the comments. No. At the same time, like I have like at any given time, 17 things going on. Yeah. And I can just kind of cycle around and still maintain uh, my attention. But so, yeah, I think it, it depends, you know, it's easier for uh, this generation to, they're used to watching things and also reading comments and also making a sandwich. You know I mean? It's, yeah, and we we did we did do a like our focus group was I was actually most concerned about Gen Z because you can't I think maybe it might appeal to millennials more than Gen Z I don't know. it's definitely a, young, a, a relatively younger demographic probably but we did a focus group with Gen Z just to make sure because we wanted it to be authentic enough for them um, and so our actor who already is pretty young like Spencer's like you know mid twenties younger his younger brother who's like also in college and then another friend's uh, niece who's also in college we sent it about 20 people who are all in college so of that age who either liked horror or social media to see what they thought and if it was um if it was tracking and um you know some of them most of them really liked the movie some didn't but overall none of them were like they, they're all like these comments are pretty good a couple people came up like um that the lead actual brother is like i wish there was more like about feet and i'm like what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, like show feet. I'm like, once again, explain. He's like, what's well, kind of a pervy thing? And I'm like, okay, I love that. So then I added in a whole character called Peter PP. That oh, I know. She was asking show feet, show feet. And my wife and I are like giggling, like he he. But just stuff like that <laughs> was, uh, was fun. It, yeah. So um, I'm glad that the Gen Z people in your audience were getting it. Oh, there were conversations after the movie uh, solely about their favorite people in the chat. It was... I don't, it was a weird thing to experience. Also during the movie, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, why are people laughing? And my answer was, you're not reading the chat. So yeah, it's a fully formed movie for a very ADD riddled audience, which I include myself in. And I think it's the best example. And it's kind of interesting that it's coming out now because you had, you have Deadstream out too. And Deadstream's good, but it's so different. So if you're listening to this and you're one of the people, well, first off, the first thing we would always get is any movie with hashtag in the title. People are usually like, oh, come on. Well, we had hashtag screamers. Uh -huh. We talked about that like five years ago. Then hashtag horror. Your film, I think, does the best job embodying a hashtag too. Like... Oh, Bish hashtag award goes to Congrats, <laughs> guys. I should mention, too, that you guys won two awards at our film fest. Best feature, which was, the, again, these were both jury awards. Best feature and best editing, which um, the way we do that is we, we have people come in and they watch all the films and they do a private chat and then they let the programmers know. So we don't have any involvement because we're all biased when we, when we program these movies. And I just want to mention, there's a movie coming out, Malibu Horror Story directed by our buddy Scott Sloan. He went on a war path for your film. He said he watched it two times, one time completely watching just the traditional cinematography and the second time watching only the chat. And he just laid it out for everybody as a filmmaker, how hard it must've been to edit this movie. And uh, yeah, I just had to let you know, Scott went to war for your movie and it wasn't a hard one to fight because we all loved it. 
That's awesome. Off the, yeah. Like our, uh, it, it was a pain in our, uh, my co-editor Colby Doler did a amazing job as well. But yeah, it's a uh, people. But one thing that was in the short and still something for the feature is like, it, we also have to make it seem like it's a continuous live stream and we have some cutaways, but you know, we're not doing fucking 1917 here where it's like this amazing, beautiful long shot, but at the same time it has to feel like a long shot. So we have to make sure all those shirt wipes or whatever little tricks as a director, I was making sure we had. So it, you, you ideally just forget that, Oh yeah, there's actually different cuts and takes of this and it just kind of flows through. It's just one continuous take. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a bit of a challenge to make sure that all flowed. So, um, yeah, I'm, I appreciate his, uh, I'll have to get his insight. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> him fighting, fighting for it. And yeah, no, we were super honored to win the awards and yeah, that felt, felt good. What, what took the longest here? How long was post-production? Dude. So, um, so it's funny is, um, we shot it, uh, we shot it in like two and a half weeks. There's extra stuff. I shot some stuff, um, in Los Angeles beforehand and then the ending credits thing was kind of a thing. I'm like, what if we do this? And Cameron's like, we have to do that. And so we got all the faces to do a whole ending credits thing. But that aside, it was like, you know, like a 14 day shoot or something pretty, you know, there's always problems, but rel- relatively smooth. And then we get to um, post and uh, my, uh, the co-editor had already made like kind of a string out cut. And I spent probably like two or three weeks and, had a cut, um, but it just had, you know, like text for all the graphics, like here, no comments. And so I'm like, oh, that, that took like two and a half, three weeks to get a decent cut of this with the scares and even the sound effects for the scares, no score yet. And I'm like, this is going to be easy. And then as we launched into like the graphics and the comments, that's what really put it on. Because like, I love um, Unfriended. I love searching. I love all that type of movies, but um, the difference is they have, um a budget of you know they're they're still low budget which is great but you know they're like at a million i think a good part of that is post and our team was pretty much me the other editor and our post producer mike having to do all of it and to make that all sync up because you know that's what our budget we didn't have have really the money to hire a whole team so it took forever and then just writing the comments if i can get into it like to get those comments um i'll 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 shut up in a second, spreadsheet, but time code. yeah, if, if anyone, yeah, we had spreadsheet time code, what Mike, our, po- our post producer came up with, which was brilliant. What he realized is once we laid them all in, he came up with a rule. So if, um, one dude says one line or if the net, the comment number three is two lines, you cannot change that. So if you're going to change a one line, you can only put a one line in its place. If you're going to change a two liner, you can only put two lines of new content in its place. Cause otherwise the shifting was just too insane for us to, to deal with. So smart. Yeah, the comments and all the graphics, yeah, took forever. Otherwise the movie would have been done in like a month or something. Yeah. I mean, fortunately he edits professionally. Uh, it's, I still think it was insane that two weeks later that he had a cut, like a good cut. Um, so that <laughs> definitely sped things up. But then again, it was mainly the graphics because we also had to, create the or rather really Colby did um the fake apps for everything you know um and get all that down and some stuff we were able to get permission to use I was really happy that yeah, yeah like um Spotify, Spotify Apple Google um was good with almost like we ended up for the final one we had to swap out Google Maps because they thought that was like 
They're like, oh, what's well, telling him to get killed? And I'm like, yeah. no, it's saving him. It takes him to the car. It's at the correct spot, but we didn't know how we switched. Yeah, they're like, I think it leads to his death. And I was like, yeah, app actually, but. I was amazed, yeah, like they got back to me because I, I was like, you know, they're never going to, they probably get a thousand of these things, but they were pretty good about getting back to me and pretty quickly. And they actually watched it because like Apple, I mean, Google had a couple um, things were like, this isn't quite right. It can change it. And we did. And it's like, apparently it's just easy to get in touch with anyone. So yeah. But then, <laughs> yeah. Cool. We did have to create the entire live life app. We decided to go. Yeah. With that. So he, anyway, he did a great job. And that was pretty much for the graph, actual graphics, all the visual effects is pretty much one guy. So it's, it's amazing what he was able to, to put together. By himself. Yeah. I enjoyed the uh, the rider app with uh, the face yeah. in the car. Yeah. That was very nice. Yeah, I liked read it instead of read it. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah. dude. Okay, interesting. I was gonna ask you about that because unfriended went the the route of everything was real, and you guys seem so meticulous with your craft here. I was like, I wonder why you had like a mix because Spotify was the first one I noticed. Where I'm like, well, that one's real, but they made up ViewTube. There's a point where it's not worth asking. We did ask Uber and Lyft, and both Lyft got back to us. It's like, no, I mean, you know, you try to put it like it's a fun <laughs> movie, and he gets, he tries to get a ride, and but the ride isn't quite right, you know. And, and they're like, that sounds like a great movie, but no, you can't use our IP. But yeah, basically, the decision was how involved is it, and um, if it's a small thing, like you, you know, it's like, well, we'll just change it because it, it takes, it took quite a while to clear some of these things, so. That's it was more like necessity. It wasn't necessarily a giant yeah. creative choice to to mix both. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't. I've I, yeah, I don't know if I could clear everything. Because I'm not sure what Live Life is. I guess is it TikTok. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. I didn't. I don't know yeah. what that app. The is it a little more Twitch? Kind of a mix. So I think it doesn't hurt for that one. The main app to be unique. Yeah, it's something we had to make up kind of our own rules. Um, so it was easier to just yeah create. So, fellas, what you were saying at the beginning of, of this, it sounds like that this idea in this movie would not exist without our Lord and Savior, Logan Paul. So, um, He's you know, a fan. I, I am a fan. <laughs> now, I want to be clear in that because I, I enjoy, I think it's very important in Western society for us to remember that heels are very important and we need heels. Logan Paul is the chef's kiss of all heels that we have. And I think that when he eventually runs for president of the States United, <laughs> that we're going to hit a new fake, uh, not the first heel we've elected in yeah. the white house. I want to be clear on that. But, uh, I, I just, I don't know. I just think that, I mean, was he the direct inspiration for Chad? We, it, it was a amalgam. I, I wanted to, it to be several influencers and not just him, which is why we casted, this is way back in the short Spencer who doesn't look like a Paul brother at all. He's not yeah. jacked. So there's some influence with him, with him, oh but God. it was, we wanted to kind of like reach to other people because honestly we, we didn't want our protagonist to be a straight heel. And I think if you had someone direct like Logan Paul, I think it's a little harder by the end to generate maybe that sympathy for him. Um, that being said, I think Logan Paul is very talented at what he does. And Kimberton was actually talking to me how, what a big well, wrestling he, fan he's he is. A, he's a little yeah, yeah. in WWE and he's doing fantastic for just crushing it. Like, I mean, I was, I've been blown away by him. 
so you know it's um it's yeah kind of the inciting incident was caused by him and then we just kind of built our own person but um but yeah uh you take little pieces from different people and he's doing something people are watching his content like you want to get like he's it's not, I mean, that's kind of, I guess, part of the theme of, of Chad. It's like, it's not just like what the influencer is doing. It's like people are watching. The reason they're making the yeah. content is because people are watching. So yeah. to me, not to get too that, you know what I mean? So you can't just completely, yeah. oh, this guy's, well, who are these people watching? You know, like if, if he was a void and no one's watching, there wouldn't be a Logan Paul. They need that audience feedback. And uh, yeah, you know, maybe he'll be, um, are you going to vote for him for president? If, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I'm there opening day. Tuesday. Oh my election God. day. Let's do it. <laughs> Will you know, his VP? No, they're having a falling out right no, now. No, they're they, they're brothers. They'll they're, be fine. You know, I'm more up on this than Clark. It's it's a little bit of a bit for him. Oh, I live on the internet. No, no, no. Dude, they had a falling out on Impulsive. They're gonna be fine. <laughs> they're gonna be fine. To be Listen. clear, I am not a fan. I um, I did learn about him during the uh, Suicide Forest thing, though, and I, you know, I learned the name. And then I became a fan of his editor and I went back and I started watching a lot of his Pokemon card vlogs. And then you started drinking all the prime you could <laughs> no, find. I can't do that. <laughs> but no, I mean, just listen to what I said right there. He became famous exploiting a dead body, right? And yeah. then pivoted into doing Pokemon unboxing. So it is like, there's a complicated nuance there. And um, I do want to get yeah, into why he's the best. I do, I do want to get into slightly spoiler territory, but if you listen to this show, you're going to watch this movie anyway. So I think this is an important thing to highlight. And it's one of the things I think a lot of movies about live streamers or like vloggers get wrong. And what we normally do is we use it as a vehicle, right? For a person performing and they're not being, they're being, it's like an, uh, a cartoon version of their reality. But in most films, the reality is that they're actually a terrible person. And I'm like, that's such a boring idea, which I, um, again, I'm not going to get too spoilery here, but Chad gets a little bit of a redemption. And I thought that was the most profound movement and um, part of this movie, because uh, I think a lot of people miss that. And it's like, Clark's totally right. People love a heel. So maybe he's acting up being shitty. Sure. And when like that element, I don't think has happened in any other movie. Like, like think spree. That's not the case. Yeah. Dash cam that spiraled into real life. A uh, dead, a dead stream. There's kind of like, he's a goofy character, but under it, it's like, maybe he's a racist. Where in this movie, it's like, he has kind of an epiphany and, uh, you know, maybe does the right thing at the end. And I, I just had to commend you on that. Cause I don't think anybody else has done that. Nobody's given Logan Paul uh, the doubt before. You guys are putting <laughs> Logan Paul in the White House, whether you know it or not. So we did. With, yeah, there's more. No, I, I thought giving him an arc was, but we, it was a little struggle because we were like, I, I, I knew I wanted to do it. And then Kimber had to brainstorm how can we do this if he doesn't have his camera or whatever at the end. And I don't want to get too spoily, but fi figuring out to make sure it would work because in the original draft, he kept it the whole time. And then we kind of thought, like, oh, well, this could happen with the filler taking over and like that, that will still yeah. get our coverage and it's a nice arc. And then another thing we tried to do um, to make him more likable is put worse people around him, whether it's the comics, <laughs> we have like 
murder maven like i'm doing a horror podcast go to the basement these people don't like she doesn't give a fuck like you know like or wow there's like his hey, cousin hold on that right there is huge because um what what's that black mirror they talked about that they had that great uh lock henry episode yeah which the creator talked about how did we forget that it used to be a dirty thing to exploit true crime like if you were doing documentary and it was like, hey, these people died and I dug up all their shit and I'm going to tell it all to you right now. Like people used to look down on that. But now our culture is kind of like we just eat it up. So, you know, it's funny. I didn't even think a murder maven is like kind of a questionable entity there. She just seemed like a very real true climb like podcaster or something. Yeah. yeah I mean, she wasn't necessarily helping. You know, I mean, she just no, was, no. <laughs> she was taking advantage of the situation. Yeah. And then the cousin was not helped like yeah and then of course i think the, i like the cousin the frat boys were <laughs> what what people thought the, the frat boys who picked him up could have been you know i think that's one version of the movie where that type of character were doing the lead just completely toxic completely so it's like yeah that that we tried to kind of seed the arc with that like let's see how like these frat guys like these are your fans like and that's yeah i wanted to put that because it's like you're also when you put this content out there even if you don't mean it to be received in a certain way you kind of have to consider that and that's what we were trying to do with with chat like maybe this stuff is all fun to him and maybe he's actually not that bad a guy not that toxic but then when this it, like when you come face to face these are your fans and this is what you're putting out and you know um so good i'm really glad you appreciated the arc that like because that that was important to us well it was one of the things i spent the most time talking about because I'm like, I think y'all missed the most beautiful thing. There's a moment where he's explaining a bit he did to the two guys in the truck. Yeah. And it's like one of my favorite parts of it where he's like, no, that wasn't the joke. Like, yeah. it's yeah. it's so beautiful. All right. Um, there's a couple of things now. I haven't talked to Clark about this yet. And I wanted to know, he just watched a film on, um, what, what was that? A biopic on Beanie Babies? It wasn't a, uh, yeah. It was I like mean, a kind of, yeah. What was, was the inspiration for that link of the, we buy beanie babies in the chat? Thank you. Did you, did you put that one in? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the inspiration was. I have no idea. I know you did the uh, porn and fi find Jesus back to back. I think that was. Uh, yeah. I, I okay. It was know. weird. Synchronicity. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, did you see, uh, the guy Ferrari? No poster. So did you watch a lot of the chat while you were I, I, back and forth? But you know, it's, it's yeah. a lot going on. Rewatching the film. I couldn't look away from the chat. It was like, um, and you know, popular poster, uh, Peter PP. I hope you saw him in yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> like, so what, do you guys ever chat in like a com like in a live stream? Can I, can I ask you, are you yeah. only going to ask about the chat? I'm sorry. For I'm this so entire <laughs> fucking episode? <laughs> I can't Jesus help Christ. it. I can't help it. It's such it's such a big part of this movie and such a, I, almost like a faux pas in film. Like, I feel like that road hasn't been paved yet. And like, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I'm almost worried there's like a weird stigma just about the genre that we're in right now. And I'd like to see more. I don't know the chat. I'm just obsessed. With I know you, you should have known. I apologize, <laughs> guys. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean it took glad. us what a year, so we'll take. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was the. So I'm glad. Glad people are reading people it. Better read this. Yeah, and then enjoying it. Um, 
So let's talk about uh, the location of the house. Uh, were you where? Were you guys in Louisiana? We were. We yeah. were. We were in our hometown of Shreveport, actually. Oh, oh okay, right. great. Right. Yeah, I uh, I grew up not far from Shreveport, eh, about three hours, I'd say. Where uh, from Mississippi originally? Yeah. Oh, okay. nice. There you go. Yeah, we so that house. Uh, I don't know how detailed we we have a whole location story. I don't know if we need to. We we had one that um, dropped. Kimmerton was on. I'm out in Los Angeles. Kimmerton goes back and forth between Louisiana and Los Angeles. He was on the ground at the time, looking for a house, and that one was just. How did you find the house we ended up using? Um, I asked around. Um, you know, I knew some realtors. And just kind of put the word out that we're looking for a decrepit, abandoned house that you know maybe hadn't been sold, or owner was just kind of hanging on to it. And I got in touch with someone, and he went and showed me the property, and it was just kind of all boarded up, and honestly, it was in really creepy bad shape. Um, and it was in an area not far from, like I mean, it was literally across the street from a CVS and a grocery store, and. Uh, like close to where he like his parents lived um, so it was like not out in the middle of nowhere but it was covered with forest and there's like a fence and so I've never seen it I've never known there was a house there but, but tell him tell him tell the house tour story when the guy first showed it to you yeah I went there to meet the owner and I got out of my car and we introduced ourselves and he's like okay you ready to take a look and I was like yeah and he's like I hope you don't mind and like he lifted up his shirt and he had a gun like a <laughs> And he said, hey, if anyone's inside, I'm armed. So better oh, come shit. on out. And I was like, he's like, sorry, we've had squatters. Turns out the squatters weren't just squatters. They were, uh, he believed, devil worshippers. And uh, I'm, yeah, so we go in there and he shows me like, there's like blood that they left there and stuff. And so in a way I was like, well, maybe we should use this place. And in a way I was like, this is perfect. Um I don't think I told, uh, like, the actors at least at first, but... Um, it, it turned out, yeah, the, there's... But yeah, there was, like, legit <laughs> ghost stories yeah. and, like, yeah, so um, it worked out, and, um, and yeah, so we... Our, so did you have to do set dressing, or was, like, yeah. that pentagram already there? Our set dress, dresser did... The place was initially creepy, but the set dresser did an amazing job, and I, I go, because I'm, like, so I'm out in Los Angeles, and I fly in the set that guy's been working on it for like a couple a week or two and i walk in i'm like this is so perfect cameron you found this house and like there's the wardrobe here and this closet here and this door is perfectly here and there's a lock already like i'm like what are the odds and like reese it's like it's because i did all that from your script like, oh <laughs> yeah awesome it was, it was so awesome. talented yeah um but you know it's it's you know pitch black because they board up all the windows so that helped too because you can shoot the gun but also uh, at first, it was kind of just Reese and myself. We'd go there sometimes to mess with stuff, and it's it was really creepy. I mean, um, you'd be there in the dark, and yeah, uh, it had the it gave you the you know because we needed like a murder basement. It had that you know we needed a and the attic, attic to hang a body. Yeah, so it it hit the piece. Had everything. What'd you say? It was a one stop shop. And yeah, well, and the owner was like, "I don't care what you do to it. We're yeah. gonna knock it down." So. <laughs> The, oh, get oh, hammered. Yeah. yeah. The main issue we had um, from shooting is that even though there are trees around it outside, there's all kinds of traffic. And then at late night, there's trucks. And so pretty much all the outside stuff we had to, and you know, you're from Mississippi. Luckily, there's not a 
shortage of wildlife. So I had to drive like 45 minutes outside of town to shoot all the wood stuff and then just kind of marry that into the, the outside house stuff. And then we also had to drive to a separate place for a swamp. But, um, you know, it seemed to, I, I was a little nervous, but it seemed to flow and it seems to feel all like one house. And so, yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was seamless. So what kind of crew did you shoot with? Because you effectively made a movie that felt like it was shot on phones and that's not, that's not a uh, insult. It, that was the, it was shot yeah. on phones and, um, we, we got a smaller crew relatively. It was interesting. Like, for instance, our sound guy, super talented guy, um, Brad Allery, he, um, I worked with him tons and I'm like, look, we want to love everybody, but in the end, we want the sound not to be too good because it needs to kind of sound like it's coming from a phone. And he's like, okay. And in our final mix, I think it was kind of 50-50 actually using the phone speakers, but then it was good. We had the lobs whenever certain people were dropping off or not on the phone. But what's more interesting is, is the shooting and, um, with that, it was kind of the actors, me and the DP would kind of walk the actors through what the shot was. And then it was mostly on them. And I did feel bad. Our DP, I've worked with them before, super talented guy, Rob Sinska. It was like, I was very limiting on what I let him him do. And we, we thought initially, like, maybe he could shoot and it, shoot um, a little more of the POVs. But in the end, the actors were all just kind of naturally good, you know, um, with, with holding the phone and doing their selfie mode stuff which was cool and yeah we'd walk them through like a five minute take and then um we'd watch it down and what was probably fresh a little annoying for the actors i mean so you nailed the performance but you didn't pan at the house in 30 seconds in so you need to do this again so i'd give them these like yeah camera notes but um no i'd say rob's favorite day on set for sure was um when the killer has like, I don't know what spoiler level we're at, but uh, you know, when, when it's Burroughs POV, cause then he actually got to do his thing and do some cool stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it was a, it was definitely an interesting way, way to shoot. Just I, I contractually, I do have to ask this question, fellas, now that the, you know, the cat's out of the bag that, you know, you guys are from Louisiana. I'm from Mississippi. I'm hip down to what you guys are doing down there. So using the name Burroughs, I mean, is that anything to do with the great Joe Burrow? Just had to go ahead and ask that question. That's where you're going with it. Um, <laughs> I think probably subconsciously. <laughs> maybe I'm a, I'm a Longhorn, so I maybe more. Yeah, from... but, I mean, that, I think around the time we wrote it, it was right after that 2019 season. So it actually might have been. That's a good point. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Even if it wasn't deliberate. It probably got in the head somewhere, and yeah. And you know, he's a super talented quarterback, and I think you know the other guy's a super talented uh, satanic cult leader. So yeah, I think there's like some some overlap, perhaps. Both at the top of their game, you know, yeah, both exactly. masters of their crafts. I, I I think you you made the right choice, no question about it. Dang, another football horror film. I'm just saying, We've been it pops a lot up. of them. <laughs> well, that, because. Because you find these filmmakers in the South. Yeah. And then true. it's always there. I'm just saying. You, there's there's connective that. tissue. Yeah, that is a good question. That and now we're like, wow, subconsciously, maybe. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, we were watching those games. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you mentioned um trying to make the the sound feel like authentically like diegetic. Was there ever a conversation about having like background music? Well, we did you know, we had a um yeah, the original cut had no music in it, 
And I mean, just had, just had like Chad's theme song and, you know, and it wasn't quite hitting right. And several people I really respect, one of them actually was a co-producer, Patrick Reardon and another guy's um, friend, Scream Not a Friend. But anyway, they both watched the cut and they were like, really think this needs some type of music. And in the short, it didn't have any, it worked great. But this was so long, I'm like, okay, maybe we can do a score, but it has to feel like a diegetic score. And, um, you know, our, um, I interviewed some composers and it was such a weird thing. Cause I'm like, I want to score, but I want it to be like, you almost don't notice it's there. And I want it to feel natural. And, um, you know, the composer we got was amazing. And he, um, he was like, I think I can do this. So he went to his basement and was like dragging the ax around and stuff like that and doing breathing and stuff. So he, he built a score from the bottom up with like just using natural sounds and, um, it, it really, I think, helped enhance it. We have those low drones and stuff like that. And, you know, half the people um, watched it. I'm like, what's in the score? And, like, there was a score. And I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. That's where I, I wanted it. And so he did such a good job keeping it. Um, Guy Brian, he kept it so natural. And, um, yeah, I think it, it I think it plays better with just enough of a score. Because you want to keep – it's such a weird thing. Because you, you want it in that – yeah, I mean, you guys specialize in something. You want it in that found footage world, right? But that being said – Clearly, there's an eye of God thing where you're seeing the different streamers, what's on their phone. So if you were actually watching this, you wouldn't, you know, see everything you're seeing from them. So it's like, once you're okay with that, then I felt like it was okay to do, you know, a hint of a score that was kind of, that felt in world. So that's my very long answer. To no, um, you did a fantastic job. In fact, I was kind of caught off guard when I recognized it last night, because the only other movie that really stands out having a good, like, ambient score where like you know it's profile do you remember profile yeah yeah profile uh the journalist who the film's about lived next to a train and when it would drive by it would kind of be for like climatic climactic builds and it would like push suspense and i thought i'm like it's funny because you would think chad gets the axe wouldn't be as like serious but yet the craft here is very so man y'all are sneaky you really put together a fantastic film here. And, you know, I have to talk. We have both the writers. How was it coming up with that kind of like Instagram story first act? Um, that was, oh, that, that was fun. Like, so I do a lot of, um, uh, I do a lot of unscripted as well. So I work on MTV stuff a lot. And so they're in, they've been trying to shift more to do stuff like that. So to me, that was like, I'm like, okay, cool. I want to do a montage. And I just, with Kimberton, we kind of came up with these moments and then just linking them together. So I think that medium is really cool. I actually like the Instagram type story to, to tell that. I felt like it was a really cool way to know the characters. Because we cut out, we have two deleted scenes from the beginning when um, Spicy Steve is Zooming, where you get to know him and his sister and then him and Chad have a talk. Not only they're dragging the movie down. And once you got to that, Instagram, it felt to me just watching the rough cut, like kind of a breath of fresh air that we could just do these little moments. So um, I've, I love being able to use that as a, as a way to tell the story. And it was fun. You know, there's so many different ways to tell that. So we were able to do like little graphics, like the jokes, we we're able to have them singing along to a pop song. So um, I think that medium is, is, is great. The Instagram story, it was a really fun way to do, do the montage. Huh? Oh, we got the her. Oh boy. <laughs> Russia ride is here. Yeah. Yeah. Flash flood warning. 
Okay. All right, it's beginning. Here we go. Oh my god! So I I had a dumb question, and I was I did imagine a, that I did a really good job of holding off with it. But now, yeah. but now, but now it. it's coming okay, out because the flood warning. Oh, thanks. So that house had a basement, and you know I'm from California, where uh, classically there are no basements here. It was a plot point in Zodiac, but in this movie, there's a swamp right nearby, like water level. That doesn't play into like construction of a basement. I'll let Kimberton take this one. Uh, <laughs> well, we filmed the swamps at a separate location. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, in the world of the movie. Oh, in the world of the movie. Explain this. Uh, well, <laughs> in the world of the movie, um, the swamp is. Um, no. <laughs> no, you're fine. You can build a basement. The, the, yeah. the fact it, that. It is harder to find basements in Louisiana. There though, are, so. Yeah, they're really okay. hard. Yeah. There are hardly any that I know. Yeah. But most most houses in California don't have basements because they were, you know, it basically started building houses overnight. So it was uh, cheaper to build the houses. Yeah, the I get that. I, I always heard it was water level, too. Like, we're just like well, where part, we are. Well, yeah. that's why there's no, you know, in New Orleans, you know, everybody's, you know, buried in mausoleums. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah. why it was like weird. And when I found out you actually shot there, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't yeah. know if that was like a rare occurrence or not. It's I mean, rare. the cult could have fucking dug it out. Also, <laughs> hashtag, you know, uh, you know, I think a good sequel to this would be hashtag Swamp Basement. That's something <laughs> yeah, to look at. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Oh, well, since you brought it up, is there any thought of continuing this? Or are you both like, I'm never doing another in Or do you camera? love the world of influencers <laughs> so much? Yeah. They were doing the Logan Paul for presidents. Like yeah. That's right. You guys, you're, there's blood on your hands for sure. Yeah. We've, <laughs> we've kicked around some stuff. We just would want it to be interesting enough. And, um, you know, I'm not the, the projects I'm working on now aren't, um, or comedy, but it's not, uh, not a phone thing and found footage type thing. Mm. But I if the idea struck, <laughs> I wouldn't be against, you know, doing this. Cause it's like you said, it's super fun, rewarding to watch a movie like this uh, with the audience in the theater um, just because I do love the comments and the, uh, you know, the way people can react to those as well. So it is, it was a lot of work, but it was worth it. So I wouldn't be against doing something else in this world if we came up with a good enough idea, but yeah, we don't have an exact thing where whatever the, um, the actor is pitching where he comes back like as a zombie. I'm like, no, Spencer, it's not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was like maybe the Burroughs brothers come and found it. Like, you know what I mean? I think there might be a space, but I want to almost think of a way to, to keep it relevant, to up, update it. So it, it, I'd have to be, you know, it, it, I wanted to, I wouldn't want it to be too recycled. So, um, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm not done with the world. Though. I think it is really cool I, and I love it. So I definitely like found footage type things. Well, just wait till it gets out there. Cause you're going to get a push for it. I'm sure of it. And just to be clear, you know, the thing that I failed to articulate about the beauty of the chat was Jesus just seeing, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> was just seeing how fully in because one of the things I love to do is to make my friends watch movies with me. And Clark could tell you all about that. And uh, short of holding a gun to their head, I, I do sit next to them and I berate them for having their phone out. And just the complete engagement from it's everybody. a really rewarding <laughs> friendship, guys. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. <laughs> Hey, and then we have a and then we have a very good talk afterwards. It's like you can't leave. We need to talk about the chat. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. You know what? I. I couldn't have loved this film more. Um, 
Well, if you're rapping, I, real quick, um, I wanted to get this in with the music talk. Um, tell me about the song, <laughs> uh, Spencer's song. That uh, that was fantastic, dude. Um, so Cameron and I wrote a um, a terrible pop song, and we're like, "What can we do?" So Fiverr. Um, you guys familiar with that uh, that mm-hmm. site? We found a composer, super talented guy, uh, put something together, and he was like, "I can temp in some vocals," and he basically put that together with those vocals or this is amazing. Can we just pay you extra to use your vocals? And he's like, he was really reticent at first. He's like, well, I don't, I don't know. Really reluctant. And um, he's like, all right, you can do it for, you know, this amount of money, but I don't want my name on it. And so, Why? What the <laughs> It's a great song. I was he's, like, I was like yeah. I'll listen to this in my car. He's a, he's yeah. a, he's a real pop artist. And he I did, was like, I don't, he's like, this is not, cause I don't think he quite got, the joke maybe like well that we were purposely being yeah being bad but um anyway i love the song it made me so happy when he sent it back and we're like we, we want to use this as much as possible right. and we actually just got it registered to spotify so you can now listen to tinder for your oh lady. yes um yeah but good i'm glad you appreciated that yeah because yeah. that was like it was such a fun song we were you know that's why we tried to showcase it twice also in the ending credits but uh yeah so, you know, we know where Chad came from. Did you have inspiration for Steve or Spenifer? Like, did you pull from any real people? I initially, with Jennifer, was thinking kind of an Emma Chamberlain type or whatever, like funnier, a little more like, you know, um, there's some good couples we looked up. I don't remember the names of the book, but I, we were watching for the Spenifer part. Spicy Steve was supposed to be kind of uh, more of like a little like newer to the game or whatever, kind of. Yeah. Learning and that's what I kept pushing because um the guy who played in Michael Benini is um super. I just want to say actually, ever all the actors were so good. I don't think I've talked enough about them. They were great home runs. Yeah, but they were so good. They they handled it. They got the shots. They read that when they needed to improv, they improv. They played off each other so naturally, and all of them did amazing performances. Um, but yeah, I think with Spicy Steve though, like the, the actor was he's kind of a force of nature. Like he could have been. You know, he, he he also could have, you know, had a running for Chad. So I had to keep kind of writing him back. I'm like, no, this guy is kind of, he's not as confident. He's not, you know, as, as sure. And Chad's kind of the alpha in this situation. So he was kind of learning. But yeah, I think, I don't think we had, it, we watched different couples or whatever online. And yeah, Jennifer, initially I was kind of like a little old school in the Chamberlain. Because I think she just does podcasts and stuff now. I'm not sure what, um, everyone evolves so fast. You know, by the time this comes out, like everyone's like a boxer, you know, like the, social media landscape changes so fast yeah but yeah anyway i think there were some influences but there wasn't necessarily direct i got i'm full of dumb questions here but y'all were the writers and i'm curious when chad was looking up how to hotwire a car he went with the (laughs) 10 year old video that only had a thousand (laughs) views when right below it looked like a very professional uh popular video that video was fucking sick dude (laughs) That was a, yeah, Kimberton. I was um, Professor, Professor Pat. Pat. Yeah. Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that was great. I, I I think with that, it's when you're panicked, I think you do do dumb things in Chad's defense. So I think you played <laughs> yeah. the first thing that popped up. On the, the first All that thing. felt very natural to me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, 100%. It was great. Well, it felt like old angry video game nerd or something. You, you guys did, you know, one of the things I love about in-world camera films is the mixed media aspect and you guys you really put love into every single platform every app every different vibe like 
you just nailed it. And it really helped make the whole thing feel authentically like a terrible live stream. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't see that a lot. So that's why I'm like, I just, yeah. I really want to tell you, I watch a lot of these things and you can tell where people kind of, you know, rest on their laurels and they're like, oh, we, we could. And you can also, in, in this case, you can see when, you know, filmmakers give a shit. Yeah. And that was evident in the movie. And, we, and uh, yeah. yeah, we don't, we don't that's get a lot of that. There. I know. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm yeah. really glad it resonated with you guys. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. Right. I'm ready for a sequel. Any other questions about the goddamn chat? I, I, do, <laughs> am I allowed? One more. There's a real one. We got to wrap this up. There's a huge uh, element of uh, life. Again, Clark, I know you You just don't care about I Show Speed and how he showed his meat. Go ahead and search it on Twitter. I don't even know what you're saying right now. <laughs> There's a dude. He's very, uh, he's uh, what, the biggest uh, YouTuber streamer. He, uh, uh, Mr. Beast? No, no. Streamer. Oh, I don't yeah. care about that. Dude. So he was playing oh, Five Nights at Freddy. A couple days ago, and uh, Chica scared him. I know I, none of these words you understand. So, uh, in a reaction, he started thrusting, saying that he wanted to bang her. Okay. And while doing this, his member popped out of his uh, shorts. Oh, Lenny Kravitz. So here's the thing: YouTube usually they they fucking they're quick with the gavel. Yeah. They let him. They're like, you're okay. You didn't mean to do it. Yeah. He had. A lot of people watching too, so it's all over the internet. I'm, this was just me being dumb, showing I watch streams. The thing that this movie didn't have was any moderators. And I'm like, dude, Chad had a pretty clean chat for having no moderators there to like give the people the ax. Yeah. And was that ever in conversation where you're like, I oh, will ignore that element. We thought about, we, 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 um, I think in the short, it was even there. I don't know in the future, we, but in the short, I think we did have like, where the fuck are the moderators? How's this being allowed? <laughs> How's this fake? So we, we did have some, Reference to moderators, I think in the feature, either if they were there, we ended up cutting that to for other things. But we did, we did think about it, and ultimately, you know how it is. There's so many elements of the chat, and it's like we yeah. have to kind of, kind of pick and pick and choose. Yeah. And also, if you're asking, what well, yeah, I mean, that's what's fucked up. In real life, the comments would have probably been even darker and more. Uh, you know, we tried to keep it to a, a certain certain level. If they're rooting for this guy to die, at least you know use PG-13 or R-rated language and not get too, uh, too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like how far do you want to go to make this authentic? And, you know, if, all, you know, like, cause if it, it's, you know, you've, it sounds like you've been down the rabbit hole. I, on TikTok, I saw a really messed up thing where it was a girl on a live stream filming her friend Odin. And I couldn't tell if it was fake or not. You know what I mean? It was 50 that and everyone else watching this chat and I'm like, calling the play and they just went to black and the next day the account wasn't there anymore. And it was like, what is the deal with the moderate? Cause like apparently that live stream was going for 30 minutes of something, you know? So it's Whoa. like, it's really, yeah, it's, it's crazy. What's yeah actually right. Actually there. And um, yeah, that was, but you know, that's a real stream and yeah, that like how long did it take to cut off? So I'm curious. Cause since Chad in theory takes place in what, like, an hour or something it's yeah. like maybe it wouldn't have gotten maybe they thought it was flagged like, or maybe they yeah. sure it was a prank it's it's interesting we had a, a one of the deleted scenes one two we had um the police so we had an app where the killer took a break before we went upstairs and went to a like an app that monitors police and then you hear the police on their radios being like i think this is a prank but we're uh we're gonna head out and we'll be there in 20 you know type of thing so we um yeah. we had even more yeah. in-world information but in the final edit, we had to make some some cuts. Yeah, dude, smart choice. That extra context can really 
like kill a film like this yeah, because yeah, the yeah. you know the audience is so actively participating that when you give them that it's kind of like oh okay yeah good it's choice or it gets yeah 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 fuck a 30 minute video of somebody odin why yeah. why is the first thing i thought of talk to me like that's what that yeah. footage felt like in there yeah, yeah talk to me was uh yeah that was excellent movie but yeah it, uh that was a little more to start like it's funny i just made a thing about people getting killed but yeah that, i was like man this is i'm getting old this is like almost a little too dark for me part of it i'm like oh fun zombie hand movie and then it yeah it, <laughs> Hit some, hit some levels and those guys make such fun and it's by the guys who did you know harry potter versus star wars this is gonna be fun and i'm like oh man this is uh that, that was that was intense oh i should <laughs> say um sometime on this podcast yeah i gotta make sure i said we are releasing uh is that at the end where we tell when we're like yeah our september yeah yep. okay i want to make sure we get that for sure yeah, September 1st. Don't worry, we're going to be pushing that all over. I really it's appreciate it. It's been rough because I, 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 much like I like to show people movies in my house, I also like to guilt them for not coming to the film fest. And uh, your film was one of the easiest to be like, dude, you fucking missed it. So everybody's waiting for this one to come out. September 1st, we're going to be putting that everywhere. Yeah, so uh, how, how can people watch the movie on uh, September 1st? It will be on all um, digital platforms to rent or down download um, or, or purchase September first. So that's our our main push, and I could, you know, probably be some other places eventually. But right now, we're really going to concentrate on yeah, this um, wide digital platform release September first. Um, and also, if you want to, we're re-releasing the short through Dust and Alter um, I think September fourth as well. If you want to see where it where it came from, um, also. Yeah. I do. Wait, what is Dust and Alter? You haven't heard Dust or uh, Dust is like the sci-fi short film, and then they have a subplot uh, um, called Alter. It's uh, kind of just horror oh, shorts. Yeah, we know uh, Gunpowder and Sky. I think is the so they um yeah they're they're excited. I've been in in talks with them for a while, so yeah, they'll be uh, yeah. The, the that's that's a perfect channel to be on. Yeah, we are huge fans of William. Oh yeah, which is on Alter. <laughs> nice. Well, Travis, Kemberton, this was uh, great, fellas. Uh, thanks so much for hanging thanks out. For, uh, for having us. Yeah, it's thanks. Fun. This was great, and I hope I answered all your uh, your chat questions. And just, you know. <laughs> I you think know, we did it. Don't worry, I got more. I'll, I'll track you all down with some more. For the basement, so. We'll, come up, with, he'll, we'll yeah. come up with something and get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> that may have been my dumbest question. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye. <laughs>